Alright, yeah, that guy right there, that guy, that's the type of guy you want in the playoffs. We'll be up late chasing, betting on BYU in Hawaii, trying to make up for all the bets that we lost earlier in the day. These Twitter sources are correct. That's what they want you to do, though. Around here, I do what I want, so if I want to bet this house on, uh, on Pat Mahomes throwing 500 yards, I'm going to bet this house on Pat Mahomes throwing 500 <laughs> yards, though. Oh, yeah, the boys are going to be talking crazy. This isn't a Disney show, but it's all in the spirit of keeping our listeners laughing. Get ready. Sports with the boys. After hours starts now. Finally, the boys have come back to the podcast game. Welcome in to Sports with the Boys After Hours. We know it's been a minute. We've been, uh, we've been out of the game for, what, 10, 11 months now? Yep. Yeah, we luckily we do have everybody back, all five cast members, um, minus Chris's nuts. They're gone. They're <laughs> they're never coming back. Yeah, we, we said we wasn't gonna have the show until he got one of his nuts gone. So he got it done yesterday, and we back, baby. <laughs> and now both of them gone. <laughs> that was a part of the negotiations. It wasn't a money thing. We just wanted Chris to cut his nuts off, and we want to see how how dedicated he was to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, how you how you holding up I, after I, after getting, your neutering? I'm I'm getting by. I'm I'm getting by. It's been a struggle. Yeah. Was it is it as horrible as it sounds like it is? Uh yes and no. Uh at first it was at first the first like five minutes it was it was pretty bad. And then after that, yeah. Nothing. Good to go. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's good to hear. But I think first thing we need to do is do a little explaining. Maybe even an apology to all of our listeners, our loyal listeners. We seem to have a, a bit of a following, and then we just basically quit right in the middle of the March Sadness tournament and really didn't give any type of explanation. Um, it wasn't anything specific. We have stayed friends the whole time. It ain't like we've been um, mad at each other or anything like that. We've hung out ever since. We just really have never spoke about even even when we're hanging out on our own time, we haven't spoke about why we stopped it. I think everybody may have had their side chats about it, but Jr., I'll, I'm gonna give you the floor first. Why? What happened? Why did we? Why did we just quit like that? Well, uh, I think a couple of us was getting a little too drunk on the uh, <laughs> on the pod, <laughs> making a fool of themselves, and we was worried that uh, some allegations might show up of uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> some stuff was getting said that shouldn't have been said yeah making it making it tough on the editing process yeah yeah kev yeah those uh those recordings are, are definitely buried i don't know if they'll, they'll, they'll ever see the the light of day but for me it was it was contract dispute you know i was tired of, sh of sharing the limelight with you guys i tried to tried the solo pod thing a little bit but uh <laughs> didn't work out so so here we are mm. All right, Buck, what do you got to say? Um, I just want to touch on Kev with those videos. I will, uh, can you just burn those, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll burn them onto some, some USB drives. <laughs> I, I, I don't want that blackmail. Blackmail forever. But, yeah, none of us running for office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, for me, it was, it was um, contributions. You know, it seemed like more people was making more of a contributions than others. Uh, you got Jr. who would just show up on game day and show out, and then you wouldn't see him again or hear from him again until the next podcast. 
He's like your normal diva superstar. Never threw out any ideas, nothing like that. Buck's biggest contribution, he'd hit you with the thumbs up feature on iMessage. That'd be about the most work he'd do in a week to get a show ready. Hey, I mean, I'd like the topics. Yeah, yeah, that, that's all you'd get out of him. You'd, you'd send this big paragraph of these ideas and hoping to get some good feedback, and all you get was a thumbs up. That just in, infuriates you. Um, Chris, you didn't really do nothing to piss me off. Big Kev did all the editing, stayed up late. Um, so that was it for me. But anyway, I'm glad we're back. I don't know how long we'll be back. Um, it's going to be awesome to do a show. We figured <laughs> – we figured we would go with the uh, come back for the Super Bowl matchup because that was basically our first show last time. So, Buck, go ahead and get us started with this Super Bowl matchup, Super Bowl 56. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I, I think it's going to be a, a pretty good matchup. You got, you know, Sean McVay, then you got, you know, someone else in the Sean McVay system with uh, Zach Taylor. So, I think, you know, you got two weeks to prepare. I think it's going to be uh, – you know, a lot of people are expecting a shootout, but I think, you know, both these offensive-minded guys, they know what, what each court or each guy likes. Um, I, I think it's going to be a rather low-scoring game, something similar to what we saw in the NFC Championship, something 2017, 23-20, something of that nature. Um, uh, like I said, both both teams have some pretty solid receiving cores. Um, Cam Akers, you know, he's arguably one of the – after coming back, he looks like a you know top ten back. His biggest problem is obviously is fumbling. Um, you got Joe Mixon on the other side, you know leading the league top five in rushing yards. So I think don't you know, fumble my football. <laughs> well, break my foot off and yell John Brown, high and pop. But um, yeah, I think I think we're gonna have you know it's gonna be you know of course with everything. Then you'll game, run a mile. <laughs> <laughs> I feel course, bad. I feel bad for Dan Daryl. He carried that team this year, and Cam Akers getting all the spotlight now. Hold on, he's looking dropping Sonny Michelle right before he gets the starting gig. I probably would have beat Big Kevin that championship. That's besides the point. I don't know about that. Y'all laughed at my damn Daryl pick. <laughs> Kev, what do you think the most important thing um, the Bengals need to do to be able to beat the Rams and pull off the upset? Uh, they got to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah. We saw we saw last last year when the Chiefs couldn't protect Patrick Mahomes. What happened? The they, they couldn't move the ball at all against the Bucks, And we've already seen this this postseason that uh, the Bengals gave up nine sacks against the Titans. Yeah. Uh, almost lost that game. So, I think, you know, when you got Aaron Donald across the field from you, you definitely got to come up with some schemes to, to make sure you keep Joe Burrow upright. Right. And the Rams front four, I would say, is a whole hell of a lot better than the Titans front four. And like right. you said, they had nine sacks on them. So, I mean, I don't know what they're going to be able to do, leave tight ends in to, to chip and use backs um, to block, but they're going to have to do something to keep him upright. Um, and, J and, go ahead. and JR, on the Ram side of things, what, what, what do you see as the most important thing for them to do to, to, to get that Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, I, I think that, you know, how Stafford has, has a problem uh, throwing a lot of interceptions and turning the ball over a lot. I think he needs to protect the ball. Um. I, I really think the the Rams run game has really been rejuvenated since Daryl went out. Sony Michelle come in, Damn, studded out. Um, now Cam Akers is back. I mean, you got a healthy running back that's only played four four weeks coming into the Super Bowl. I mean, it's uh, it's the Rams all the way as long as Stafford can take care of the ball. 
Yeah, I would expect the Bengals to play type of defense they did against the Chiefs, kind of lay back, don't blitz anybody, make them take the underneath throws, come up and make tackles. I look for it to be that type of game. Um, I could see, you know, Cup racking up the yards, but maybe they, they had to settle for field goals and things like that. Yeah, but don't break. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, on top of it, you got the two years in a row, you got a team playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. You got the Rams playing at home. But, Chris, I don't know. The the Rams' home field advantage isn't much. I mean, you saw how many 49er fans was was in there um, last week. Basically, it looked like it was like 50-50 split. I don't know. What do you think for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to matter. I, I feel like they, they jacked the prices up so high for Super Bowl tickets that – at really, when when Super Bowl time comes, kickoff starts. It's just more of, you know, whoever had the most money could afford it. So I think the Super Bowl is going to be, uh, you know, they've talked before about it being quiet. I think this one's going to be the same. It's going to kind of be like eerie quiet in the stadium when when you know when they're playing. Just a bunch of neutral fans. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times you get a bunch of neutral fans in the Super yeah. Bowl, but man, that's so fun. I like that stadium. It's it's really nice. It'll be cool to watch a Super Bowl there. I saw uh, the the Rams are actually the away team too, so they're gonna be in the away locker room. I don't even get to use their locker room. Mm. Be weird in their locker room. Yeah, gotcha. I think it's important also for the Bengals to find a way to get Jamar Chase away from Jalen Ramsey. Um, I, you know, I'm not a football expert, but I'm sure there's some ways to do that. But, but also, I want to see the Chase Ramsey matchup because that's one of the best wide receivers in the league versus probably the best DB in the league. But I think you try to you try to find a way to get him away from Ramsey. Ramsey's a dog, man. Um, yeah, you still got Higgins. Higgins yeah. is a fucking WR two on any team in the league yeah. right now. It doesn't and, matter. And hey, I mean, Boyd's underrated too. I mean, he'll 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 be he'll be the one you forget about. He'll bust you for you know fifty yard bomb or something. Where's their where's their receiving core stack up with the league? I mean, it's it's a receiving core that before this season nobody would even they'd have put them thirty two probably. Where right. would you where would you put them, Buck? Man, I think I think Roughly. for me, I think they're in that top five range, if not you know three, if not top three. I think with the emergence of Chase, everybody had questions on him, you know, coming in with the drops and stuff. But I think with him proving he's you know a legit you know top guy. And then, you know, Higgins right beside, behind him. And then, you know, Boyd, he's as good as WR3 as you're going to see in the league. So, I think I think they're they're definitely in the top five of trios. Definitely. I think, they're, hell, the Rams got a nice receiving core. When they got they got Cup and Odell and what do, you, what do y'all call him? Great value, Cup? <laughs> yeah. Van I mean, Jefferson. And, yeah, imagine, and Van Jefferson. And, imagine if Woods would have got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It really would be a tough matchup. Yeah. And then the, the other – I know you're going to get into the into some bets to look at, Buck, but one thing – one bet I'm going to be is, is mixing over on the catches, which I don't know what it is yet. I mean, if something crazy, I won't go with it. But I just think that the Rams linebacking core is probably the weakest point of their defense. So, if you can sneak, sneak mixing out of the backfield and make a linebacker cover him, he's great. JR, you love mixing. He, he's great at catching the ball. You fucking yeah. right. You don't think that the uh, that the Oklahoma slash Washington uh, commies uh, legend Samaj P Ryan's gonna take any catches <laughs> from him? <laughs> he'll he'll be in there. Don't worry. And he is he's the he's the third down back. Or did he did he act as that last year last week? I mean, dude, I think it, 
he's in every third down, I think, unless it's like third and one. Every single third down he's in. Well, hell, a lot of times the fantasy dude, when you need somebody to mix him, on damn second down, they bring P. Ryan in. It's like yeah. for, for, whole, for the whole drive, he bring Hell, in. stupid-ass number 34. Who the fuck's number 34? Yeah. <laughs> and they let you get whatever number you want now. Yeah. He's still, and he, it's hey, worse let me get that, he chose it. Hey, let me get that Shaq. Thank <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, the Bengals defense, I mean, they're pretty – I guess they're solid. I don't know. Don't they rank like 20th in the league? But I don't really know – a whole lot. I know some of their players, but really no big names. You know, how are they going to slow down? I know we talked about it. They were just going to play back and come up. But do you guys know some of their players and talk, touch on them? Well, you got a Wuzier, former, you know, Dallas Cowboy legend. He's Dallas had a good legend. year, actually. Yeah. I think he's what top, he was a top rated CB this year on a pro football focus. So, no. but I, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if you man, if you man up the, the Rams or what? I, I think you would probably have to go zone on them, wouldn't you? Hell yeah, ain't nobody guarding Cooper Cup. Yeah. I mean, he's still each open at zone, too. He's good at finding them damn holes. So. Yeah, I don't know about Stafford against the zone, but, I mean, I don't know. I think you just got to zone it up and come up and make tackles and just deal with them marching down the field and just shorten the field when they get in the red zone and hopefully yeah. hold them to a field goal. And the, yeah, bank on Stafford making, you know, that mistake. Yeah. I mean, he should have threw two picks, you know, in a championship game. Yeah, uh, getting so. uh, getting impatient. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Jaquiski. Jaquiski uh, Tart. Sweet Tart, and he dropped that ball. <laughs> yeah. It was like, what was it, 20 to 17 with like eight minutes left? Yeah. I don't think it was I don't think it was the game, but it really would have helped tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, at least eight, three, four minutes off the clock after that. Yeah. And Hilton will be on if when they do play man, it'll be Hilton on Cup, and he's actually pretty good too. But you know, you could bring out Deion Sanders, and I don't think he can guard Cup this season. They'll probably uh, they'll probably sign Burfecht off the off the streets and just have him just hit Cooper <laughs> Cup right off the line to start the game. Golly, <laughs> uh, look what Antonio Brown ought to sue Burfecht uh, because he's ruined his life, dude. Look how the dude acts. Um, I tell me, I made this comparison, and I. I I kind of checked myself on it because Burrow was a number one pick, but he's got like a Tom Brady feel to me, like just cool under pressure. Nothing rattles him. He's, his measurables aren't like crazy. He don't run the greatest. His arm strength, he's got a good arm, but it ain't the greatest, but he just gets it done. Y'all, y'all feel that? Oh, bro. He's got, he's got that crazy swagger too. It's like, everybody acts surprised he did this, but he's like, you know, it's what I do. Right. Yeah, his conf—I think his confidence is through the roof. Yeah, for being a, I mean, a second-year player. It, it really a first-year player. I mean, he only played a couple games. Year one went from the Bengals being the absolute worst team in the fucking league to now going to the Super Bowl. You know, he's—he's right. he's definitely got got the it factor. He's completely turned a a, fran a basement franchise around and gotten. In the Super Bowl, that's with that's, with a offensive line that us five could do better. <laughs> I ain't Christian fucking blocking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what they say too. <laughs> Chris, Chris is in front of Donald, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah Chris, Chris in front of Donald. <laughs> Chris definitely got Aaron Donald. <laughs> he wouldn't have had a chance before he had his nuts. Yeah, I, mean, no, he's really yeah, I, I definitely don't have the nuts for that. But that's a good point, and not blocking. Probably some screen plays is something to look out for to try to slow down that pass rush. 
pull out a, uh, a sunshine when he tells uh, uh, Louis Lassie to let him through. <laughs> Burr put yeah. Donald on his ass one time. <laughs> yeah, that's what he needs to do. <laughs> that's what he needs to do. Um, Buck, I'll let you talk about some of the bets you kind of looked into. Um, so, like I said, the over-under uh, 48 and a half right now. Um, I think a lot of people pushing pushing the over. Actually, let me see what the percentage is pushing the it was 50. I guess it come it come down. So yeah. So so actually it's right now it's 51% people pushing the over. So it's I mean 50 50 pretty much. Um I like the under myself. Like I said, two coaches really familiar with each other, know what they're you know they're gonna do and what situations they sit, you know, in, in the film rooms for you know ever how long. So they know what all the tendencies. What is um, the number? What's the number? 48 and a half. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a 23-20 game, some of that nature. Well, I'm hoping for something like that, at least, you know, give us a fun game to watch, too. Mm-hmm. Um, one I like, it's plus 115 uh, for Jamar Chase and Cup to combine for 200-plus yards. Um, I just want to go back to the, oh, like 20, to the 2019 Super Bowl where the Rams played, and they played a much better defense than the Patriots with Bill Belichick. Um, we had – so say each team's number one. You had Edelman for the Patriots. He had he went ten for one forty. Okay. And Cooks for the <laughs> Cooks for the Rams. He went eight for one twenty. Um, so I'm expecting you know Cup and Chase to take those spots. You know, pick whichever one fills which spot. Um, rushing that that game, Rams only had sixty two rushing yards. So I think I think. It, for the Rams' point of emphasis, of course, you got, you know, Stafford and Cup, but I think they need to get K-Makers in that running game going and I think really control the clock and, you know, win at the line of scrimmage. Of course, that's what, you know, every team wants to do. All right, another bet I like um, is for either Nixon or K-Makers to have 100-plus rushing yards. Like we said, we have to touch on the running game. Uh, so I think, you know, either one, uh, I think both teams are going to want, like I said, to, to win the line of scrimmage. And, and and really go after the running game. So I like that bet also. That's at plus one fifty. Any uh, sneaky picks for any time touchdown? Because it seems to always happen in the Super Bowl. Somebody out of the blue has a great game. I, there's one on here, uh, a plus two thousand for a, uh, an offensive lineman to have a receiving touchdown. <laughs> Damn! Throw a dollar yeah. on that. Hell yeah! Yeah, I like the uh, the plus nine hundred for Aaron Donald to uh, win MVP. With that awful, with that awful sensey offensive line we was talking about, hell, he gets a f- strip sack, fumble, fumble recovery, a couple sacks, dude. He's fu- he's uh he's Super Bowl MVP. I think uh, the Panthers Broncos game Super Bowl a couple years ago, Von Miller was uh, Super Bowl MVP. Tell us about that, Chris. Yeah, yeah, that fucking that fucking Cam Newton would have dove on that football. <laughs> yep, if he had dove on that football, he might have been Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> But but then again, we wouldn't had uh, you know the second coming of him this year, so that wouldn't be no fun. Yeah, and the, the media and everybody hypes up Aaron Donald so much; they're dying for him to get a Super Bowl. So if he has a remnants of a decent game, I think he's a good shot to get MVP. Unless you know Cup goes off like normal. Um, Kev, you you got any bets you're you're looking at? Uh, I mean, I got like a fourteen play parlay that I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't know if the odds of that hitting are, are, are very high. <laughs> <laughs> them parlays are fun, man. You and you see them, you see that could win number go, keep going up. Right, you just right. keep clicking shit. You just it's keep tempting. on clicking. What do you mean I could put in a dollar and win twenty six thousand? <laughs> <laughs> man, that's pretty good. What's got to happen? Oh, just fifty seven different things got to go right. <laughs> I just need Marshall Falk to come out of retirement, rush for hundred yards, <laughs> uh, Isaac Bruce to catch a touchdown. Yeah, I'll see that dude uh, throw twenty on the exact scores last. Yeah, in the championship that. game, I was reading a thing where he might since it was a it was a free twenty dollar bet that he might not be able to take out all the money or something. Like they might be all for like app or like all credit to the Fanduel store. No, I, I was, but I, people were disputing it. But I was reading it was like a big argument going on, like whether he could withdraw it all or not. Oh my God! I'd burn Fanduel down. <laughs> you right. told me I couldn't have my money. Oh, that's crazy. Um, Jr. I, I probably should have come to you on the betting stuff. He, hell, you're betting on hockey and everything else. Yeah, I'm glad you come to me because you shouldn't come to Chris because he can't do that no more. Because he got his nuts <laughs> chopped. God dang, man! That went right off y'all's fucking heads, dude. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so let me tell you all this story. So I was scrolling through TikTok one day, and we've been talking about your football season ending. You know, you don't really know what, what bets to do anymore. Um, I run across this guy. He does these hockey picks. So I'm like, well, all right, I'll, well, I'll do what he says, put in a hockey pick, fucking hits. Next day he puts in like four. All of them hit. I go nine and fucking O with this dude, right, on TikTok. So uh, – He's got like a little link to subscribe to his uh his his thing. So I fucking I download that shit and I fucking buy it. Forty four dollars, <laughs> the motherfucker. Ever since the day I bought it, he's fucking six and twenty five on fucking hockey bets. I swear I wouldn't piss on this man if he was on fire. <laughs> I wish I was a computer hacker because I'd hack into his shit and steal all that fucking money that I lost back. <laughs> The worst better of all time. So now I'm just going to fucking fade him. They call that baby. Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, don't, uh, don't bet on hockey then. Hey, one, <laughs> uh, one good thing about the Super Bowl is you don't have to deal with that obnoxious-ass Mahomes family. <laughs> and be careful here on what you say about this family. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on this one. Y'all go ahead. Go Surprising ahead, to me that – you know, Mahomes. He seems like a he seems like a reasonable guy. Like, I, I wouldn't dislike Mahomes if it wasn't for uh, I guess his fiance and his brother. Um, I, I feel like so many people hate Mahomes just because of those two. Uh, I wonder if that you know puts extra pressure on him or something because uh, he had a, he didn't have a a uh, year up to what we've seen him do in the past. So maybe that's starting to take a toll on him. I mean. The, we had the, the dancing on on Sean Taylor's number. We had uh, yeah. his fiance spraying people with champagne. Mm -hmm. um, we had so many so many kind of off the field incidents with those two. You gotta think that messes with his mental health some some way. Not only, I mean, he chose to marry the woman, so you know maybe he enjoys dealing with it. He didn't choose his brother, but. Um, they like you said Kev based on his attitude they have to get on his nerves at some point and then all the hate that he receives not by his choosing 
um, probably messing with his mental health at the same time. But, you know, you can't help but not like him. Right. I mean, dude, it's freezing cold in Kansas City, and she's just going to pop champagne and spray it all over everybody. You know, like, <laughs> wouldn't that Ignorant. piss you off? I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe if you're, like, at a game Thirsty like that and you're having fun and it don't bother you, but it just shows that she don't give a damn. At least it was after a big win. I yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm overblowing that, but it's been more than just that. It's been oh, yeah, some yeah, other yeah. stuff. Just, just like popping champagne that. on a tiki barber jersey in a basement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kev, you can speak from direct experience on this topic. Yes. I just can't stand uh, the way he runs with his little ass poked out like fucking Tinkerbell <laughs> in the fucking field. <laughs> I, I just hold, can't stand it, dude. Holds his head all cockeyed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, right, him, him and Tyreek won me two, two fancy chips, so I can't really speak bad on the man. There's a. There's even Chiefs fans who can't stand those two. And are probably and I see them to, uh, starting to dislike Mahomes because of it. Even I see them together more than I see than I see Pat Patrick and his and the fiance. I see no, Jackson. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I see Jackson, Brittany, and Otis together all all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Otis, he yeah yeah. Otis dick tastes good. <laughs> 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 I thought he had a brother named Otis Mahomes. Guy <laughs> with me. I was like, oh, thank God there's not another brother. <laughs> and then you got that bar story where he went in that bar and basically just because the bar owner wouldn't give him everything he wanted, he went on social media and basically tried to shut him down. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That's been a little while, but – Another, you know, you don't have the Mahomes family in the Super Bowl. And then we got to talk about this. No Tom Brady in the Super Bowl or any Super Bowls in the future. Man. Man. Sad. Yeah, I think it's the whole NFL took a loss there. Fucking right. Especially the Bucks because they go fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd you say is their quarterback, Big Kev? Old old Kyle Trask. (laughs) All right, so are you saying you're – your old Mike Evans, eight straight 1,000 yard seasons are going to come to an end. Might not go to nine, brother. <laughs> Might not go to nine. The Mike be- Evans debate is is a debate that lasts forever in our group chats. And JR <laughs> is hell bent that Mike Evans is a top five wide receiver in the league right now. Right now, he is absolutely top five. Kev? He's, he's nothing more than a slow DK Metcalf. <laughs> that's all he is i don't want to drag this this argument out we got other stuff to talk about but we're going to do it like this jr state your case in less than a minute kev you can rebuttal and then chris and buck you guys decide to win okay JR i mean fucking eight straight 1000 yard season who who has ever fucking done that um, it doesn't matter who's guarding him. I mean, we seen last week where he demolished Jalen Ramsey, made him look stupid. He does that week after week. He he gets that top cornerback because Godwin's in the slot. He gets that top cornerback every single week, and he still produces 1K after 1K. DK's over there paying 1K for fucking hair dye at Sally Beauty Supply <laughs> while, while Mike Evans out there. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking it's, – it's no comparison. Zero comparison. Disrespectful. All right, Kev. I think I think uh, all you have to ask yourself is if they switch teams, who would be more productive? 
I think I think DK would blow Mike Evans out of the water if he had if he was down in that warm weather in Tampa. He had a team that threw the ball fifty times a game. He would he would demolish Mike Evans. I I, I don't think anyone would say give me Mike Evans to start my team over DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf's uh, much more of a of a matchup uh, nightmare than Mike Evans is. So to be clear. Kev, you're you're still not saying DK Metcalf's in your top five, but he's just better than Mike Evans. He's a better receiver. Well, actually, uh, Metcalf pulled in more targets than Evans did last year, and Evans had over 200 more yards, and I don't know how many more touchdowns than Metcalf. So you're mm-hmm. saying that uh, that Seattle's a, a run first team. Metcalf gets the targets. If Evans would be getting 100 more targets a year, he'd fucking be putting up 15, 1800. I think I put this this stat in the in our text. I think the the Seahawks threw the ball 400, 400 sometimes last year. But it's about Bucks, the targets. Bucks threw it over seven hundred. It's the targets. See, oh, I mean, this I, shit could sure, go on for hours. I'm sure hours. Evans had way more targets than Metcalf. No, I way more. Then yeah. he looked. <laughs> I looked. Then I looked. You <laughs> just trust that he looked. DK's defense, he had Geno Smith for like four weeks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but uh, fucking Mike Evans had goddamn Jameis Winston for four fucking years. <laughs> I the ball. Okay. Okay. 70 times a game. <laughs> Uncatchable targets, and Mike's still coming down with them. Chris, what do you think? I'm going Mike Evans, man. Yes, sir, my man. If if I was if I was to start a franchise, I take Mike Evans at this age now over DK. Okay. See. Damn. Yeah. At the Rock very end saying. of his career. The very end of his career. Oh no, Mike's still got five left in him. Five. At least. Five more at thousand least. yard seasons. At least. And nah, you, say be tough. you say he's not a Hall of Famer right now, or not a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think Evans is a Hall of Famer. No, I'm not getting. I'm not saying that. Well, you just acted like eight straight a thousand yard seasons is the biggest. I mean, nobody's done that. Nobody's done Hall of Fame. I I don't think so because he doesn't. It's not much over a thousand. Oh, DK blows a thousand out of the water. Oh, DK had eight hundred this year. (laughs) God damn! I had that in fucking PE my tenth grade year. Buck, you you want to offer any thoughts or just try to move on from this? Yeah, let's go ahead and move on. We'll save this debate for who though? In who? person, you vote. If I vote, it's gonna be a tie, and Morris gonna have to talk. So let's just move on from. I was from like, you vote. Everybody's voting. Me and Chris, right. Evans, DK, Morris. Right, to, you the tiebreaker. So I gotta break this tie. Gotta break it. I don't mind. The debate for me was Evans wasn't a top five wide receiver. That was the debate for me, and he's not, and I don't think he is right now. But him, versus, top five, but him versus Metcalf. Oh, you taking I, Evans? I think I take Evans over Metcalf. God damn right, you taking Evans, Hoss? I think Evans. I think Evans is a safer play, but I think DK has a way higher ceiling. A ceiling for what? Fucking fighting on the field? I mean, so. <sighs> yeah. Evans is a level-headed. Good dude. See how he is when their team sucks. All right, level-headed good dudes. Not only – I mean, I guess it hasn't been announced yet, but I guess it's impending that Gronk's going to retire, right? I mean, no way he plays after Brady, does he? The only reason he plays now is because of Brady. He didn't come back. Yeah, I think he stayed after, what, the 2019 year that he's retired. 
where they try to trade him to the Lions or whatever. Yeah. Y'all see that little skit? He's like, you can't trade me. I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not a, time. it's an odd – I mean, it's an odd relationship, and I think it's a testament to Tom Brady's leadership that a guy – it literally, I think we can tell, don't really want to play football anymore, but he, he loves playing with Brady so much that he stuck around and, and played a couple extra years just probably because Brady wanted him to, you know? Oh, yeah, and, and you know, Brady still made sure he got all his incentives too. So right. that shows that their, their relationship too. Yep, definitely. Um, do we want to talk about the, uh, the A-B stuff or is that, is that too old to, old to discuss? I think it's too old, but I think that is probably 15 to 20 percent of the reason Brady's retiring. I think that that shit wore on him there at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. I seen uh I seen A B Photoshop himself in a Ravens jersey. Seen that. <laughs> yeah, he's dying to play with the Ravens. His, what his, Lamar throws uh, it fucking twelve Hollywood's times a game. Cousin, isn't it? <laughs> huh? Ain't Hollywood his cousin? I think so. Yeah, they're both from Florida. So I think so. Oh, everybody from Florida's cousins. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were specifically talking about those two guys, so I think it makes sense Everyone to bring Florida a... with the last name Brown. Is, is <laughs> Hollywood, Florida. Come on now. I think where's AB from? Like Miami Gardens, something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm a big Miami uh, expert. I watch that I Am Athlete and Pivot. They're all from Miami, so I know all about the Miami stuff. Um. Just to shed a little light, I know we've talked about Brady. We talked about Brady's uh, career one other podcast we did. But, I mean, he finished in, in first in just about every major statistical category. I mean, obviously, you play that long, you're, you're a compiler, but he's also that damn good. I mean, he had 84,000 pass yards, 624 TDs. The only thing he was tied for second was MVPs with three. Uh, he tied Peyton Manning oh. with that. Which seems I thought odd. He tied, he tied Rogers. I think Manning has five. You sure about that? Yeah. Rogers has three right now. I think he's going to get fourth if he wins it this year. Ping. Really? It this year. I'm pretty sure Ping Manning has five. Five MVPs? Let me look at quite a few. Hey, Mike MVP. Evans, uh, Mike Evans um, <laughs> caught Brady's last touchdown, by the way. Yeah, that counts yeah. for something. Fucking yeah, Peyton, right. Peyton has the most. Yeah. 2003, 2004, 2008, 2009, and 2013. Oh shit! And Roger, yeah. Roger and Brady got three. Oh okay. I oh, think okay. Uh, I think the craziest thing with with Brady's stats though was he was still pretty much the passing leader this year. He yeah. was still at the top yeah. of his game, and and calling it quits. I mean, he had, he had probably what over five thousand yards, first in touchdowns, first in completions, all that, all that stuff, and. So he was – it's not like he was, you know, terrible and decided to, to retire like, like Peyton Manning did. Right. I think it, it – actually, people say, oh, well, they're, they're surprised he retired when he wasn't good, like, like you're saying, and I'm with you. But I think for somebody like Tom Brady, it's, it's the idea that, hey, I retired when I still could be the best at this, and, like, he can live with that. Yeah. It ain't he had a terrible year, so he's like, you know what, I need to come back next year to show right. him. That I can still do it. I think it's now he can he can literally live with the idea that I was never bad. Like, like I never ben. like Ben was forty four fucking throwing for five thousand yards. Right. Yeah, you, you like you feel sorry for Big Ben now there. It's like oh, you know, God. Brad, like he should have hung it up two or three years ago. Yeah. Um but Brady, yeah, he's he's still at the top of his game. So I think I think it's probably makes it easier to walk away from 
Right. And, I'm, and go ahead. And I mean, who's to say? I mean, I don't think it will happen, but you know, somebody calling week six or seven next year, see what happens. I know. I'm still waiting on Brett Favre to run back out of the tunnel. <laughs> right. I mean, but, but what do you what do you think Chris Godwin's sitting back saying? Like he took less money, ain't a new contract, and now his quarterback's gone. Evans did too. Yeah, a bunch of them did. I mean. They they couldn't have expected him to play yeah, for I mean, so had, much longer. Yeah, they had to fucking know. Good lord. Yeah, I think so. And then uh, he gave that big long. What was it on Instagram or I forget where he posted it at, but in no mention of the Patriots <laughs> whatsoever. I thought that pissed was, off a lot of New Englanders. Yeah, yeah, they were fired up about that. I saw I saw something where he had a uh, posted a big old thing when he left two years ago. To the Patriots fans and stuff, thinking I'm sure he did. Yeah, y'all see that? Y'all see that video he posted today, this morning? Mm -mm. It was pretty. That would have been if Schefter and that Darlington wouldn't have spoiled it. That would have been the video for him to drop to announce it. It was a pretty sweet video. Yeah, what's up with that? Why? Why are they going to spoil that retirement? Like, reach out to the guy and and, you know talk to him face to face. Like, hey, we're hearing you're going to retire. Just tell us. We're not going to say anything. I mean, especially for Brady. Yeah, for the greatest, yeah. greatest athlete, maybe the greatest, you know, the greatest at his profession of all time. Right. You're Everybody's gonna... just horny to get that first fucking to be the first person to drop that story. Yep. Exactly. But if them two wouldn't have dropped it, it'd have been somebody else somehow. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just the way it is. Away. That's just the way it is these days. But uh, well, Brady yeah. kind of did it. He and he kind of did it in the the old school way. Like he didn't just announce it like everybody else has, and it's this old big uh retirement parade for him the whole year right and he just did his thing and they they really i think they you're right they took it from him they're spoiling it you know and i thought that was kind of cool that he didn't make it about himself all year long and yeah that whole that whole deal well and especially after after his whole career he kind of caught shit and everybody always said everything was about him and then you know there he goes and proves it's not Right. I don't know how you could say that because he was rarely, if ever, the top played, top paid player on his team. So right. he always made sacrifices. Um, so, you know, a lot, a lot of drama there with that retirement that really shouldn't have been. But there's more, there's more drama that I think we got to, I think we got to touch on it because it's, uh, it's a huge deal for the NFL. It's a huge black eye on the NFL. It's a, it's a problem. Um, this deal with, you got um, Brian Flores and Hugh Jackson and those guys coming out and saying that owners is incentivizing losing games by paying them, what, up to $100,000 right. to lose a game. I mean, that that messes up the entire integrity of, of the competition, you know? Yeah, um, I think what Ross disputed Flores' claims, um, but I think I do, I do believe Flores, as for – Huge action. I think he just run the coattails because they, they fucking sucked when they have four <laughs> wins in his four years. So, yeah, he should be a millionaire by now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. You did plenty of losing. <laughs> He's just trying to. Oh, what, to like you, you said Brady was the best at his craft. I think Hugh's probably the best at his craft. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to convince people he's still a good coach. That, yeah, I wasn't losing it. I was losing those games on purpose. I'm, I'm not gonna lose those games. Hell yeah. He's dying for another job in the NFL. I think all, all that to Lane Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 
I hadn't seen what he said he said recently, um, but he he's kind of spilling everything. But it's more than just the incentivizing losing, which is a huge problem, which we all know, you know, the, the whole draft process of the, the worst team gets the gets the best pick. I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, then you got to deal with this kind of stuff. But NFL's been around a long time, and, you know, I don't know how much of this stuff actually goes on. But then you got the, the lawsuit, the, the actual lawsuit that Flores is bringing against the NFL is basically that they didn't satisfy the Rooney rule or whatever. They just were checking boxes and that um, they had already hired Brian Dayball in, in New York before uh, they even interviewed Flores. So they hired him and then Flores was going to come in like a week later or something and actually interview. But what's the point to interview a guy if you've already hired your coach, right? But it's just to satisfy the Rooney rule to hire one minority. I mean, not hire, but interview one uh, minority candidate. Okay. So, JR, um, I figured you are, um, are an expert in these kind of topics. So, I want to put you in, in the fire to, to talk on and give your thoughts. Thanks a lot, Bill Belichick. Um, is, is that your thoughts? Silence. I, I mean, no. I mean, I, I, I honestly think that, that it could be something, something going on because, I, I mean, Brian Flores was a good coach. I mean, he, he, he did good for Miami Dolphins, and there's no reason that he should not be a head coach in the NFL somewhere right now over some of the fucking jack legs they've hired. Yeah. and teams have hired there's no reason flores should be out of a job now you know hugh jackson on the other hand he fucking sucks but <laughs> flores he was a good coach he 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 made miami the miami dolphins a really good fucking football team they just had a couple unforeseen circumstances with uh with tua getting hurt and everything else but i mean he i think he did his job as a head coach and, and did what he was supposed to do Right. I think Flores and, and his team of lawyers is around and they and they see the breaking news on the, on the NFL live or whatever. Hugh Jackson, and they're like, fuck, damn it. Hugh <laughs> he ruined it. <laughs> he ruined it. <laughs> He's ruined it. Damn it, Hugh. He's probably all pissed off. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the first season he was with them, what, three years? I think they went five and 11 the first year, 10 and six. Nine and eight, but that nine and eight's kind of loaded because they started one and seven and finished yeah. eight and one. So you're telling me you're you're gonna finish a season at eight and one and then you're just gonna fire the coach? I mean, what other coach gets fired finishing eight and one? And with a I would say not even top fifteen quarterback too. And a subpar right. overline. Like he, you know, he made he made it he made it work. I mean, really the, all they had in offense was uh Jalen Waddle. Who else do yeah. they have? Everyone else sucks. Will Fuller have ain't played in three years. Right. Yeah, they had kind of a running back by committee, but no big names. They had some – Chris, they had some other um, like oh, non-drafted guys, didn't they? Gaskin. Who else did they have, Chris? Fucking uh, Cleveland Browns legend Duke Johnson, Jr. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, yeah. <laughs> That was you you drafted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Duke is the connect between Flores and Hugh Jackson. Fucking figured it out. Miami connect too with AD. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're cousins. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and then that in that uh did they have uh Jonathan Taylor still? (laughs) What? (laughs) 
Move on. Move on. Okay. If it ain't Christian the... McCaffrey, he don't know who the fuck it is. <laughs> it's, it's the painkiller from the from the loss of nuts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but also in the lawsuit, it, it showed this is funny as hell. Um, old people and their phones. So apparently, Bill Belichick had ties. Uh, to the well, I'm sure he's got ties to every team. Come on, but he he was texting. He thought he was texting Brian Dayball to basically say, "Hey, I think you got your job. I talked to some guys in New York. Congratulations on getting a job or whatever." And he was getting texts back like, "Are you sure? How do you know? How do you know that? That's cool." And then some time went by, and then he got another text that said, "Um, are you ta- are you, do you think you're talking with Brian?" Dayball or Brian Flores <laughs> and Bill Belichick texted back and he's like, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but like knowing Bill, you think he like did that on purpose? Like, I mean, he, it's possible that man plays those chess games. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. He probably messed up though. And so he thought he was texting Dayball to congratulate him on getting the job ahead of getting the job, but he was actually texting Flores who hadn't even hadn't even had his interview yet for the Giants job, so Flores sitting there thinking like shit, they're gonna hire me before I even interview, you know. But that wasn't the case. But um, but what got me laughing so much about it is it ain't just the old people that mix up who they're texting. Uh I got a I remember somebody on this uh panel screwing up who they were texting. JR, do you remember that? I had no idea what you're talking about. You don't remember probably what circa twenty fourteen, something like that. Definitely right. not. Kendall was born in 2013. <laughs> uh, oh, wasn't that late then? <laughs> that was like uh, 2010, 2009. It was like, that that yeah, long ago? Yeah. Well, anyway, it was a long, 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 long time ago. Long time ago. Time I'm going to tell the story if you don't care. Go ahead. Even if you don't even know it, you, you might not appreciate uh, it later, but you don't care about this stuff. You really don't. Uh, so we were at this, uh, I guess it was like a little get-together down at the – river bottom and for whatever reason uh me and jr drove separate to this little party and you know they had girls we was talking to at the time or whatever so we was meeting them down there and we get down there and i get out of my car and jr gets out of the truck and he kind of looks at me he's like Did you get my text i'm like no nah, i can get you text or whatever and he just kind of looks didn't really say nothing else so we get up there to where everybody's at and we're in we're i remember it we were in like a circle like a, a circle and jr was across from me and we had been there probably five or ten minutes and i look over at jr and he's got this shitty grin on his face <laughs> and i'm like you know it's hard to tell with him it's hard to tell what he's up to now he just keeps laughing he, he, he can't even talk to anybody he keeps laughing so finally we're gonna everybody decides we're gonna go somewhere else so we go back to our cars and jr comes over to me he's like He's like, I know why you didn't get my text. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, I thought I sent it to you, but I actually sent it to, I'm a, for the purposes, I'm going to call this girl so-and-so. He's like, I thought I sent it to you, but I sent it to so-and-so. I'm like, oh, you dumbass. I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> he, let me, he let me read it. And it's, he thought he was, remember, he thought he was sending this to me, but he sent it to the girl. It said, dude, so-and-so's on my nuts. I think she wants me to jizz on her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I said, what the hell? And I was like, well, I said, what'd she, like, he thought it was over then. Like, what'd she say? And, uh, <laughs> and, girl, and so-and-so didn't bat an eye. She's like, well, you want to? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of game this man used to have. Mix up, <laughs> mix up damn texts and people and didn't matter a bit. So it's safe to say it benefits him more than it's benefiting uh, what Belichick Flores. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Another thing that was funny in that in that lawsuit was that uh, they said when he went for the Broncos interview, John Elway showed up late and looked like he was been drinking all night long. <laughs> Could y'all see that at Elway? I mean, with Teddy Bridgewater as my fucking quarterback, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, find, I find it hard to believe that he was hung over. I'm, I would understand if he was drunk because he just – he looks always drunk. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I but that like he's wanted – He's going to drink scotch and over. cigar all day, I feel like. I feel like all those uh, early 90s quarterbacks look that way. Like, you see Troy Aikman with them bloodshot eyes. Looks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like he's drunk all the time, too. I mean, could you see Elway and them out at the bar drinking whiskey or whatever, and it's like three in the what? morning, like, like boy, probably need to – we need to get out of here. We got an interview at Brian Flowers in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they already hired somebody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He don't even know it, but I'll tell you what. I take I take Flores right now over Mike McCarthy. What do you say, Jr.? Oh, absolutely. I'd take a can of shit over Mike McCarthy right now. <laughs> don't know how to manage clock. Fucking call a quarterback draw. Fucking fourteen seconds left. No timeouts. I'll see where Jerry said he's a he's a good safety net. If uh, if EQ or uh, Kellen Moore leaves. He said McCarthy is a good fallback option. It's like, bro, he's your, he's your fucking head coach. <laughs> I think McCarthy's got to be getting some money for losing them games. Somebody's paying him money to to, to lose them games on purpose. He got a, he got a fat paycheck losing that playoff game. I don't know. Jerry looked like he was damn near ready to cry in that post game interview. Maybe that was just the Johnny Walker talking. I don't know, but McCarthy's awful. I mean, your head coach in the NFL. I mean. You know, you got coordinators who handle the day-to-day and the specifics of the game plan and all that. At the end of the day, a head coach's job is personnel decisions and managing the clock. And I don't think there's anybody else in the league that can be – McVay's not very good at it either, and he's in the Super Bowl, but still. Um, For a second time. Right. I don't think there's anybody as bad as he is at managing the clock, and that's basically his, his only job, right? I mean, talking to the media, making personnel decisions – and, and that's probably done by Will McClay, um, the personnel guy. So what does he give you? What, what do you want – what makes you want to hold on to him for a third year to see what he can give you when he has absolutely botched every game management decision and every decision whether to go for it, field goal, any of that stuff, it's been constant. I watch every snap. I know all the decisions. And why would you keep him? What does he give you? Somebody to blame. I mean, even on the, that Hard Knocks, you know, like we haven't been on here in a while. So back on Hard Knocks, this the way he was motivating guys, it made, it made it feel awkward. I felt like, it was like if crazy, I was right, yeah, if I was the player, I feel you know super awkward. Yeah, I mean, none of the players respect him. I mean, you know, he. I just don't think he. Get, everybody understands that the Super Bowl he got was because Aaron Aaron Rodgers. I mean, oh, so yeah. he he tries to hang his hat on that, and I don't think that's a that's a calling card for the players. And yeah, I think, you know, especially when you're losing everything, it's magnified, but you know, they were busting his nuts 
uh, no offense, Chris. Yeah, the other day I, I was, I was more subject. <laughs> yeah. And um, they were talking about in, back in his Green Bay days, Jordy had to pick up a challenge flag because it was something like under two minutes where or overtime where it's not challengeable. And like Jordy had like to have the challenge flag so he wouldn't get penalized for it or whatever. Right. So I think it's just the, the little things like that. I don't know what, I don't know if he gets so caught up in it. He, I don't know. Like I said, any, any 13 year old playing Madden would have better <laughs> clock management than McCarthy. Right. And that, that's not um, exaggeration. I mean, that's real. I think oh, I, I sit here on my, yeah. I, I sit on my couch and be like, I could do a better job at what he's doing. I swear I could. Because I know that he's not in building the offensive game plan. He's not building. He's got a, an OC and a DC that do that by themselves. They don't need him for that. We need, a, we need a coach that can motivate players and make good game management decisions. And, and this is another thing that irked me about it, and I don't mean to go on and on about the Cowboys, but – for example, Ezekiel was hurt all year. Hurt, washed up, whatever you want to say, I don't care. But his performance on the field was a joke, right? JR, you agree? He was a joke. Absolutely. All right. Pollard showed a burst that Zeke does not have. All right. Why did why would Pollard not overtake him in carries at some point during the year? It's because the head coach doesn't have enough, sorry, Chris, balls to step up and say, hey, Pollard's the best running back right now. Pollard's going to be – he's going to get the most of the carries. Zeke, you're going to come in for – you know, you're going to be the secondary back. And I don't want to hear the blocking shit, okay? I know he's a good blocker, but we need a guy that could run the ball. It wasn't like we were rushing the ball good. Would Bill Belichick keep a guy in just because it's been status quo or because Fuck he's got no. a good contract? Hell no. I mean, and, and Zeke was, you know, bothering a knee issue there for – in the middle of the season for whatever, six, seven weeks. Like, why not – you see how good Pollard – how effective Pollard would run it. Why not just – Zeke, you know, take take this week off. Just, right. Like they were still putting him out there and giving twenty carries at two and a half yards to carry. It's like, come on, man! Like it, yeah. it didn't make it didn't make sense. But I, I did see a stat. Granted, you know, Derrick Henry went out week what week nine or ten, but I think it was like through two hundred nineteen carries. Um, Derrick Henry had through whatever weeks he played, he had like four hundred and thirty five or. Yeah, four hundred thirty-five. Whatever, however many, nine hundred thirty-five rushing yards. Yeah, whatever it was. Some, yeah. yeah. Um. Of course, Zeke didn't, Zeke didn't reach two hundred nineteen until you know week sixteen or seventeen. But Zeke was only like four hundred twenty rushing yards. So like the volume or the you know yards per carry wasn't really far off from what many consider the best pure running back in the in the league. But it's it's. You know, I just think Zeke's Zeke's problem anymore is he 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 has he can't make that secondary guy miss. He gets through the line and gets tackled. I mean, it's it's no big runs anymore. It's 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 like his all of his explosiveness is gone, and all he is is fucking Marion Barber two point That's all it is. I think that week we were watching the game together. He looked he looked pretty good with that burst, but then you know it's you know it's week in and week out. You don't know what you're gonna get. What you're going to get from him. I mean, I see a good run. I'm like, damn, Zeke's looking good. Gets up as number 20. You know what I mean? It's Tony <laughs> Pollard breaking a good right. run or doing something nice, looking explosive. Right. And, and I know the interior of the offensive line isn't very good, and they're going to have to restructure it. But like you said, JR, it's the eye test. You watch Pollard run, you're like, that's who should be getting most of the carries. And McCarthy just wouldn't make that decision. And um, like you were saying, Buck, Zeke was hurt all year. And, and to, hit, to, to his credit – 
he didn't want to come off the field. He wanted to keep playing, and I appreciate that in a guy. But that's where the coaches and the trainers got to say, nope, you're hurting the team by being out there. You're going to get rest, and you're going to come back when you can help us, you know. So um, yeah, it looks I, like we're playing the like we're playing. Hey, we're playing the. I know it's a big division game, but say for instance, you're playing the COVID-ridden football team. Now the Commanders. It's like, hey, Z, you know, take this one off. Like, right. We're gonna be. And there was games else. like that. There was games yeah. like that. They could have done that, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah um, we don't need you this week, Zeke. You just just rest a little bit here. Yeah. Kev, would what about Sean Payton to the Cowboys? What that'd be a recipe for success, don't you think? Yeah, I don't know why. These teams, they they look at these coaches' resumes, like Mark McCarthy, like you said, he has a Super Bowl with Rodgers. Huh? You said Mark. He might as well be Mark McCarthy. He said Mark McGuire. (laughs) (laughs) McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. You know, he has the the Super Bowl with Rodgers, but look at how many many times he blew Rodgers' chance to get back at another Super Bowl. Why why is you – uh, as the Cowboys would say, that is the coach we want coaching our team with how many games he's blown. I, I just don't understand how these coaches keep getting second chances. Uh, and then, as you can see, they, they, they're still the same coach as they've, they've been before. So why wouldn't Jerry fire McCarthy and um, both, both Mike McCarthy and Mark McCarthy can get fired? <laughs> bring in Brothers, I mean, both I mean, from Florida. Uh, yeah. I mean, pay Sean Payton 20 mil a year. As a diehard and loyal commander fan, I'm glad that the we'll get to that. The uh, Cowboys don't have Peyton because I feel like that would be a kind of a, a resemblance of what the 2000 Rams would be. Just weapons across the field. I think I think Peyton would, you know, would utilize you know every weapon that they have and get you know mismatches across the board where McCarthy or Moore or whoever hasn't really been. Like early in the act, I think with Zach or Dak getting hurt there midway, I think that was kind of turning point in the Cowboys season. Also, he kind of didn't look the same once he came back. Yeah, that injury. I mean, yeah, when that... you got a when you got a fucking playmaker like Ceedee Lamb and he's getting only three targets in the, your most important game of the year, he, he um, probably dropped. There's two something of them, wrong. Huh? He probably dropped two of them. I mean, he does have he does have a drop problem, drop, but yeah. when he catches the ball, he he's a fucking problem. He's got he can he can move in space. And dude's getting three targets in the most important game against a, a suspect secondary. I mean, that's not really what the Niners are known for is their secondary. I mean, they, they got a good defense, but it's a defensive line. But, yeah. I mean, you're going to only get a playmaker like that fucking three targets? I think it's bullshit. And, and, and it starts at the top. It starts with Jerry letting Mike McCarthy still have a job. He needs to be on a fucking in a fucking junkyard somewhere coaching them motherfuckers. I don't. <laughs> How about not coaching? How about just selling junkyard no parts and shit? No coach. McCarthy be selling NHL picks here soon. <laughs> I bet that's who is selling as many wrong fucking picks. <laughs> Was it Mark McCarthy? You look. It was Mark McCarthy. Yeah, analytics cousin. is Mark McCarthy. Yep. Yeah, but the Sean Payton thing is a pipe dream. He got three years left on his Not deal. Not gonna happen. Yeah. What would you, like, if you if you're as a as you two are you know diehard Cowboy fans, what would y'all be willing to? Because of course it have to be a trade. What would y'all be willing to offer for Payton? the Jones family? <laughs> All right, draft capital wise. The thing is, Dallas's prime is right now. It was two years ago. 
and it might be one more year after this next coming. I mean, it, it's two years ago now, and maybe two more years is the prime of the team that they have right now. And if they don't do anything in that in that five year, four year span, then they're fucking done. They're they're the damn commies. Would you fire McCarthy and give give up a first for Peyton? I would absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. I mean, that's you're gonna be picking in the, in, the, in the what the twenties. So twenty I mean, fifth, something like that. Only thing y'all really hurting on is what. Offensive line, probably. Yeah, we need uh, we need an offensive line. So I mean, you can get quality O line in the second round, anyways. So. Yeah. Well, like I told you, Jr. And, and you're talking about their prime, and this is what I I think I texted you after the game is you got a bunch of players that are now out of their prime and didn't accomplish shit in their prime. Yeah. So what are what are you now? What what team are you now? Are you a rebuild yet? Maybe not yet, no, but not it, yet. it it's getting there. In two years, um, it's a rebuild. It's got to be. Right. I think depending, I think you need to make an NFC Championship game next year in order to whether you know whether to keep it going or or yep. blow it up. Right. I agree. I mean, they had a good year wins wise, but when you play in the NFC East, it's hard to really judge that. And it's they didn't six play free well wins. against good teams. Yeah. Six free yeah, wins I mean, in the NFC East right now. I mean, if every NFC East team stays healthy, Dallas should win by two to three games. The division. Yep. I so. agree. Kev, where do you think your boy Aaron Rodgers is going to land? Is he going to stay with the pack? I. Or you think he'll end up somewhere else? No, I think I think he'll he'll go somewhere else, or he's going to retire with Brady. I don't I don't see him playing another year with the Packers, um, especially after another another letdown year. Um, yeah. I, I so I seen something today uh, on TikTok. I saw it too. That Aaron Rodgers has purchased land in Tennessee and is planning on building a house in a Tennessee suburb. Nashville suburb at that. Yeah. They said him and him and Braves are pretty close. I ain't gonna just I run old Tanny Hill off. Yeah, he'd be good with the uh, good with the Titans. I, I saw Hill, Tampa where, uh, he said he's gonna he's gonna announce it on the the McAfee show. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna bring yeah. bring him on there. And he was gonna do it soon too, so that Devontae Adams could decide what he wanted. Yeah, but he can't decide, right? Well, he's, he's a free agent. They'll, they'll franchise tag him. Yeah. I don't think he's going to go to San Francisco. Well, that's what I always thought because that's kind of where you he see, lived. You see Jimmy G basically did a send-off today, right, or, or yesterday, whenever he had his yeah. like post-season you know season press conference. Yeah, that's an odd situation, too. He's had a lot of success, a lot of wins. It said, but, it said he, want, he wanted to go to a winner. It's like <laughs> you've been in the Patriots and the 49ers. Yeah. I think you've been on enough winners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. They're, they kind of win in spite of you, really. Mm-hmm. Um. But Nash, I mean, that ain't that far from Charlotte, Chris. Huh? I can't get in the Rogers sweepstakes. Yeah. No, ain't a chance. Not with rule. <laughs> Simple answer. No. Rule, listen, listen. Tepper's paying rule to lose. We figured that out. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Tepper stuff- does seem like that shady type of character that would do oh, that. Definitely. Well, they say uh, Rogers' girlfriend or fiance, whatever she is, she she's lives- wife, I think. Wow. Okay, she lives right outside Denver. And especially with Denver's, you know, hiring, uh, you know, you know, Elway is going to come up to to Rogers with this like creepy old man, like just rubbing Rogers' Drunk shoulder. Drunk as hell. Yeah, you, think, like, you think you think he'll be on time for that interview? Like by the time by the time <laughs> oh, he'll done, be ten minutes early. <laughs> yeah, Rogers is wondering like, did is he trying to come on to me? Like, what's the deal here? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Elway landing uh, landing both Peyton and Aaron Rodgers? You know, the last oh, two or three dude. years. That'd be GM of the year stuff. If the uh, or whatever he is, president. President. Yeah. If the Packers lose Rodgers, why not franchise tag Adams and trade him too? 
Oh, get what you can. Get something. Get something. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But if you're the Packers, you drafted, you decided you drafted Jordan Love for this very reason. Right. So that if Rodgers left, we still got a core team and we can still win games. Right. Well, if if Rodgers is going to leave, then why would you just, why would you blow it up? I mean, you already drafted your first round quarterback. I think don't seeing how I don't think Adam still want to play with Love. Right. But he might have to, right? I mean, he's a professional. You can hold out like Lev Bell, but (laughs) I don't. Adams, man, he don't I, seem like the type of dude. Yeah, I mean, it ain't like we know these guys, yeah. but that guy, he seems like a real decent man. And not, and it doesn't mean you're not decent because you hold out. Because football is a weird thing where you get hurt, that's your whole career. You better get your money while you can get it. But I just don't yeah. see Adams doing that. Yeah, I think I think everybody's probably learned from the Love Bell situation too. He set out a whole year, and he hasn't been the same running back. You know, he was a, he was a, arguably a top two running back before he held out. And Fucking right. Now, now he's three dish, what two or three years removed, and yeah. you don't even consider him top thirty. He literally ruined his career on the damn Ravens practice squad under Latavius Murray, <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> legend, <laughs> and Devonta Freeman of what Jr. Atlanta legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't think that's going to happen. But there is some big. We talked enough Cowboys. It's only fair that we uh, change gears and give Washington some love. The announcement yesterday that they finally chose a team nickname uh decided not stick with the washington football team and go with the washington commanders buck uh the floor is yours um the 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 name doesn't bother me as much as the logo like you had two years (laughs) come up with a logo and they they go on fucking microsoft word and i think they close their eyes and pick the font for a w like i mean Uh, but i don't expect nothing less from from the western union w yeah, the Western Union W at that. Um, Dance like, fastest way to waste money worldwide. <laughs> um, but hopefully, I mean, especially with the lawsuit going on with Dan Snyder, they had more stuff dropped today. So I hope, yeah, with all that going on, I hope the main goal, the main thing that the commanders need to do, I think, is get new ownership. I think after that, we can turn a new page. But it's hard though. It's hard to yeah. get owners out of sports. I mean, look. Even with Donald Donald Sterling's whole deal, he kind of voluntarily let well, it they, go. They had, they had what banned him, the commissioner or whatever had to ban him or whatever. Yeah, it it, it, they went to great lengths, and but I think they he could have fought more, and but they ended up paying him enough money that uh, what's his name Bomber ended up paying yeah. him enough money. It's just so hard. That's why Snyder's still there. I mean, he's been awful for how many years? Um, two thousand one, two thousand two, whenever he bought. Right, but let's not lose track. I mean, Commanders is that what? I mean, I, I, what I read is they wanted to keep with a, a military theme because of the region or whatever. So I think that's kind of cool. But the only thing I don't like, um, which I don't care, but you, you got no uh, abbreviation for it. You got no short way to say it. How What would you call them, JR? The commies or whatever? The commies. Yeah. Well, I saw a thing where, where a, uh, <laughs> a requisite is, is you have to, whenever they play, you have to do a commando for the commanders. So we free balling. No offense, Chris. Yeah. Uh, for every commander <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the commandos. Yeah. What'd you call them, Cam? Washington, come. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be C O M on the fucking. <laughs> you gonna watch the come game this week? <laughs> yeah, and and then on top of that, I mean, I know you don't mind the name, Buck, but the logo stuff seems like it wasn't 
very well thought out. Um, but how about their ability to uh, save it for a big uh, announcement instead? They didn't do a very good job of concealing it. I mean, there's so many rumors that come out. We Everybody basically knew the name before yesterday. Yeah, it was what, Theisman leaked it over the weekend. Yeah, we he told it. Yes, it was a – they were doing some interview with Jason Wright, the, the team president, a couple weeks ago, and he's literally holding a folder as his commander's on it. So I got a picture of that. And you got the drone footage they dropped, like, what, Sunday or Monday night. Yeah. Uh, um, I saw they, they found where the NFL purchased the domain name. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Yeah, so you would go to commanders.com or .org, and it would take you to the Redskins page or, or the uh, football or Washington, team page. Washingtoncom.com. <laughs> Washingtoncom.com. And what, what's really funny I don't know about if that's going to bring you – it might bring you to a good website, but maybe not the football. <laughs> like, like last year, they, they ran the commander's name by Chase Young, who's arguably your most important piece of your franchise. And he said, he said hell no, I can't stand that name. I don't like that name. Yeah. <laughs> when they pick the commander's – like, oh, Chase don't like it. All right, that's what we're picking. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was a very good look. I think it's kind of a microcosm of the Washington franchise right now. They can't yeah, even man. keep a logo secret. And in a nutshell, running. right? No <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Well, that about does it on the rundown of all the topics I wanted to. I uh, wanted to go ahead. One, one uh, more thing, up. I did see the the Broncos are putting their team up for sale. So, uh, yeah. How much, how much do you think we could put together? Maybe put an offer in. Mm. You got to sell your stock to the Green Bay Packers first. We're going to have no conflict of interest. Shit, that's Good call. Good call. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, we need to get in those sweepstakes. Maybe we got in a team. That'd be awesome. But, uh, well, I get, well, before we wrap up, let's get some Super Bowl predictions uh, real quick. Kev, well, I can start with you. I think the Rams are going to win. Uh, 31-24. So you're going with the over on the 48-and-a-half right now? I got to check my parlay. It's probably the under. <laughs> JR? Rams 30-21. to 21. Chris? Uh, I'm going Bengals 32-29. Okay, okay, okay. Mm, I'd like to see that game. Buck? Last second yeah. field goal? To win it or yeah, I'm going 2320. Uh Bengals, uh the heir to the throne of Justin Tucker's best kicker in the league, uh McPherson, kicking a game winning field goal. I say in the I wouldn't say at the as time expired, but I would say in the final minute. Okay. See, I thought I was gonna be the only one to pick the Bengals. I mean, I'm gonna continue to ride with them. I'm gonna say the Bengals twenty seven to twenty four. But I'm just hoping for a good game and maybe win some bets in the meantime. That'd be yeah, the, yeah. I think that's the goal for everybody. Um, so what should we tell the listeners? This is another thing we haven't discussed. What should we tell the listeners to expect from us going forward? I mean, football season's about over. It's a heck of a time to start up again. Um, is it going to be kind of a hit or miss thing that a big event happens? We're going to jump on here. We're going to try to do something more regularly. How's, how's it look? What do you think, Kev? Uh, I think we tell them we'll see them next Super Bowl unless my contract <laughs> is straightened out and we get more <laughs> contribution. And Who's nuts goes next? <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I would like to see um, going forward, you know, football is probably our main topic of the show. 
Um, this summer it's gonna, probably going to be dead, but I would like to see us start back up in late summer when the fantasy football season starts rolling. I think we can give some great insight on that. That's where I'm at with it. You might not hear much from us, but I like to get going regularly again when yeah. football starts again. It's kind of it makes it tough when football's over. It's hard to have topics and all that. But but like we said in the beginning, there, there's a lot to blame to go around to why we didn't uh, continue. And we apologize to our listeners and for the people that do listen to us, enjoy us, and asked about our podcast and all that stuff. Um, we appreciate it. We really do. That's why we're back on here tonight. If nobody would ask us anything about it or didn't give a damn, we wouldn't be on here. I promise you that. So um, we definitely, we definitely appreciate that. And I think we need to give a, a, one of our most loyal listeners. He actually contributes sometimes to to the show. Um, it's Tyler Parker's birthday. I think we should give him a nice little round of applause. Hey, he's a new dad too, man. Yeah, couple months old. Yeah. Yep. Speak. Hey, speaking of new dads, you got his brother, uh, TJ Parker. Um, they just had their uh, new little girl. Uh, Too many actually, Parkers getting introduced in, within six months to the world. It is. <laughs> Too many. Yeah, it's gonna be a that's gonna be a problem. No, a uh, couple great dads there. I got a. Trev's uh, got up his sleeve. <laughs> I got a funny story um, uh, about Park. I guess it was. I guess it was Thursday morning. I was going to work. Uh, that's when she was born. So I was going to work at like six thirty in the morning. I'm sure I got the. You all got the same snap I did. Whatever yeah. he, he sent me a picture of Amelia, and uh, you know I snapped him back. I said, you know, congratulations, man. That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> I mean, like no hesitation on Parker. Y'all know, like he has his phone every second of every day. His very, his very next message back to me was. Lost a page by fucking four last night. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, dude, your new dad. Like, hey, I, I was watching that page game. I, to TJ's credit, man, he was into it. He was, I don't know if y'all remember Sean McVay celebrating the touchdowns in the tunnel, running all the way to the tunnel with his guys. But that was TJ, dude. He was, I mean, he was running up and down that sideline. He looked, reminded me of a, a young coach Purdom back in his day. <laughs> yeah. What was he doing up? Was, was Tyler sitting down? Uh, both up. Oh, uh, head coach T Park. He's on COVID protocols. Hoping to return tomorrow. Looking like still? Saturday, though. Yep. He's still out. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, that's if a, Go ahead. If a violation. I can't. I can't disclose his vaccination status. But yeah, uh, that didn't. If, that didn't stop us. With, <laughs> that didn't stop us with Chris's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what? Go ahead, bud. So Chris is with the ultimate sacrifice for the sports with the boys. <laughs> Absolutely. Nobody's more dedicated than him. But until next time, whenever next time is, appreciate you listening. See you. Later. Thanks for listening to Sports with the Boys After Hours. <laughs>